Episode 16 of the Yankees Chambers Podcast with Matt Ledoux. I am Joey LaFranca. We're ready for the second half. Matt, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm Maybe not... we're not ready for the second half. I don't know. <laughs> That'll. I think we'll know by Sunday if we're ready for the second half or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, our good? second half might be done by Sunday if things don't go the right way for the Yanks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely just an interesting time for the Yankees in terms of when you look at the way the first half went, it, it obviously wasn't ideal. Uh, that might be a little bit of an understatement, but we'll go with that. And you look at how things wrapped up and obviously that dumpster fire of a game against the Astros to finish things out. And um, whether you want to pinpoint Chapman not being himself and putting the team in that position to allow for a, a gigantic walk-off rally for the Astros um, or whether you want to pinpoint maybe Boone leaving people in too long. Um, a lot of different ways you can go with that. But the bottom line is the Yankees right now are in a position where they're not out of any type of playoff run or anything like that. But at the same time, they need to win games in the second half. And that's just the, the simplest way to put it. And when you see where the Yankees are to start things out with these games against the Red Sox and games against the Rays and more games against the Red Sox. I mean, this is where the season is made or made or bust. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And if you want to try and describe it a different way, I think you would be selling yourself short because that's really what it is. Right, Matt? No, I agree. And I mean, kind of the perfect way for the Yankees first half season or first half of the season to end with, you know, Gary Sanchez hits the what we think is the dagger, uh, putting them putting the Astros to sleep, and then just a complete implosion at the bullpen. It was almost like, you know, the the perfect ending to what was a rough first half. But just to kind of put into perspective, like, I mean, the Yankees had, as we know, it was a really underwhelming first half of the season. But like you said, they're right. Everything, every chance they have to get back in, it's right there for them. So they weren't the Diamondbacks where you're 40 games under 500. You weren't the Tigers. Like you're still in a playoff race and you're still set up, I think, in a great um, position to climb back into it. But it it all starts tonight. It starts this weekend. Um, I I think it's fair to say right now, the Yankees being eight games behind the Red Sox for first. um, I mean, you lose this series, you drop three out of four. God forbid you get swept again. I mean, I think you can kind of, um, you you can kind of put the end to the Yankee playoff hopes, and you can maybe twenty twenty two. What what are some things that you personally think? Because we've seen them now; they've played six games against the Red Sox, uh, their own six. What are things that they need to, I mean, prioritize coming into coming into not just this series, but as well as the entirety of the second half. Well, the biggest thing that I can pinpoint is they have to hit with runners in scoring position. That has been one of the biggest downfalls for them all season. And we hear how they say, you know, we have traffic on the bases, this and that. We're putting ourselves in positions to drive in runs, but they're just not. Um, And when when they do have runners on base, they're usually not hitting home runs, which has been a huge other topic of conversation with the whole ratio of solo home runs to home runs with runners on base. And it's very lopsided in terms of just solo home runs, which gets back to when you're hitting solo home runs, you're probably not hitting with as much pressure. And I don't know if these guys are pressing at the plate or if it's more of a matter of 
just bad timing of who's up at certain certain times. I think it's probably a combination of both. I definitely think as the season has progressed, the guys have been pressing at the plate, especially in runners and scoring positions uh, circumstances. Um, but when you see the big picture of where the Yankees are at right now, you know, eight games out, seven games behind in the loss column, I couldn't have agreed with you more in terms of if they don't at least – I mean – Worst case scenario for the Yankees, I think, is they have to take two. They have to split, split at least, split. split at least, stay where you're at, and then hope to like get your get your get the ground running a little bit. In a perfect world, I don't know if we. I mean, obviously, a perfect perfect world, we're talking a sweep of the Red Sox. But I think you know, take three out of four. You're at home. You know, I think maybe you, they'll have some good support from the crowd. I mean, that's and that's another big thing too. That can't go under undersold. They need to get some wins to get the fans back on, uh, on you know, kind of on board with, like, where they're going. Because let's face it, we talked about it in the past. How many people are showing up to these games unless they live kind of right directly in the area of, you know, Yankee Stadium and whatnot um, in terms of at least being a little easier for people to travel? But the, the interesting thing is, you know, we're talking about division. We're talking about a lot of, you know, divi- AL division talks, which because they're not out of, they're not out of the possibility of winning. But if you look at the wild card, 46 and 43 for the Yankees, four and a half games out. But they have a ton of teams to leapfrog. And I think 30, that's why, 34. yeah, that's why you see these. You, that's why you see, like, well, you know, the Yankees are only four and a half games out of a wild card spot. That's not bad. But look at how many teams they need to jump. And that's hard. It's easy to, like, look at a division and say, like, okay, did the Red Sox lose today or did the Rays lose today? But if you're talking about did the A's lose today? Did the Mariners lose today? Did the Indians lose today? Did the Blue Jays lose today? I mean, and those those teams, I don't know how much stock you want to put in Seattle, but right now they have a better record than the Yankees, so you have to give them some respect. I don't know how many a te- how many of those teams I'm really scared of. I mean, Oakland I think is respectable. I think Toronto is probably the second team that I would be a little concerned with. Seattle and Cleveland I'm not so much concerned with. But when you look at the big picture of where the Yankees are at, the bottom line is they just need to start winning baseball games. That's what it comes down to, win the games, especially when you're at home. And this is a good place to start. Four games against Boston, I think two against Philly, and then yeah. four more four against more Boston, back in Boston, and then, and then Tampa Bay right after that. So it's going to be tr- it's going to be a difficult situation for sure. Am I crazy to think that potentially their best their best shot at playoff spot is within the division um no because of what i just said like look at how many teams they have to potentially compete yeah, in for a wild card spot. and also too, don't at. want to have to play in the a damn game. wild card game yep it's a crapshoot yeah. and, and we've, that's, seen, we've seen in the past <laughs> that's that's something that is really frustrating um and you know we wouldn't imagine but this is the thing imagine if there wasn't even the one the one game wild card we would be talking about the Yankees need to win the division because I don't know if I don't it, that that that's a tricky that's a that's a slippery slope to to kind of gauge. But I look at where the Yankees are at right now. We got to get good pitching, hitting with runners in scoring position. A um, couple different guys really need to step up. And I think looking specifically at this Red Sox series, um, what do you think needs to kind of play out for them to have success this weekend? I mean, I think uh, it goes without saying you have to limit the traffic on bases on the base paths because Boston is that kind of team, and we've seen Alex Cora teams in the past that 
they're extremely aggressive, taking the extra base, uh, tagging up. I mean, last time the Yankees were in Boston, we saw uh, the Red Sox score on a on a pop out to first base. So, <laughs> like those kinds of things, they're gonna have to like the little things, the the things that have killed the Yankees all year, like base running, um, like throwing to the cutoff, man. Little things like that. The Red Sox do the little things right, and that in itself, them going first to third on a hard hit ball, or them tagging up or stealing. Uh, bases is what helps them manufacture runs and it helps them get their guys like Bogarts and Verdugo ben- or not Benintendi geez um Devers <laughs> I mean it helps it's uh it helps get those guys up in spots with runners on and I think the Yankees need to you know you have the the middle of that order with um Martinez Devers Bogarts Verdugo you can't let that part of the order beat you um you're gonna have to it's, it's got to be somebody else. You've got to make someone else um, other than those guys beat you. The biggest thing for the Yankees in the second half, I think, and I saw it was a thread on Twitter the other day, consistency. Find a point where you're con- consistent. If you're playing consistently bad, then obviously my opinion on that will change. But what the Yan- how the Yankees went into Houston and played where you had the Friday game where it was – what, like a four nothing shutout or whatever. Yep. Um, and then Garrett Cole, unbelievable performance on Saturday. If they can just find a consistency somewhere like that, I think in the second half you're gonna feel all right because they looked like a really good baseball team and it was a fun team to watch just between them going back and forth with Houston and so you got to find yeah. some sort of consistency in the second half little bit of breaking news onto the podcast. So the Yankees just today canceled pregame batting practice as they work through COVID testing protocols and health and safety protocols, apparently. So not looking great in terms of potentially a COVID-19 issue within the Yankees. So it's crazy to think about that we're having this crazy of an issue on July 15th. Um, but here we are. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that, but we'll keep pushing forward with the thought that they will be playing tonight. Um, I'm sure... Into you know, I I, I would be kind of shocked if the game actually got postponed. Um, but with COVID, you never know. So, but onward from that, um, just wanted to. <laughs> saw one of the, I saw one of the comments. Oh God, they're playing Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to just wanted to bring that into there. But um, I wanted to just just to chime in on this Red Sox series specifically. Um, the pitching is lined up like fairly decent. We have Herman going. And then you're going to have Montgomery and then you'll have Cole on Saturday. I think Cole pitching the third game of the series coming off that performance, obviously last week, I think that's a good spot to kind of piece him into the rotation because um, say you split the first two games, say you lose the first two games, say you win the first two games, either way, that game three of the four game series is very crucial in terms of like either being a stopper or continuing the mojo. Um, or getting the mojo back, I should say, depending on how these how those first two games go. So I think that's huge. And then it's also huge because you want to get a win there because as much as Jamison Tyone has um, improved a little bit, and really from the last episode, because I think we kind of gave him a little bit of flack last episode. Um, I know I did. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, he, you know, credit to him. I mean, he's. it seems like he's actually found something. Um, and he would be, I mean, if, if that's actually who he's going to be, I mean, that'd be great. Um, that yeah. would be a huge, yeah. that would be a huge piece for the rotation. But I think ultimately, I mean, you mentioned consistency. I think they need to find that on the pitching side of things too, because, um, I think you could say Herman's been consistently average. Um, 
Montgomery has not had much consistency of late. Um, I feel like he seems to be searching for things. Um, can't say Cole's been too consistent. I mean, you know, coming off the last start has been – that was remarkable. But if anybody thinks that he's going to duplicate that performance at any time soon, I don't know if he ever will do that again. Um, that was just remarkable. That's that's one of those things why – that's why that's, that, that's why Garrett Cole's performance on Saturday last week was such an impressive performance was because that just doesn't happen, especially nowadays. So you look at that, and then obviously Tyone, not consistent as well. But, you know, the past couple of starts have actually been pretty decent. So we'll see as far as that goes. But the the main thing I think the Yankees need to do is, um, you know, play the right way, play baseball. Don't strike out a ton. You know, move runners over. Even if you're, you know, have productive outs, try and get rallies together maybe steal a base or two, put some pressure on the Red Sox because the Red Sox are not a good defensive team, at least at least statistically speaking. It seems like the, every time the Yankees have played them so far, Raphael Devers is looking like George Brett over there or something. But um, I think, you know, over overall, I think you need to put some pressure on the Red Sox because – Ultimately, I think the Red Sox have been too comfortable playing against the Yankees. They're not, they're not, they're not, they don't look, they don't look out of sorts. They never do. Um, and I think that's a really, that's a really important thing to kind of uh, look at in terms of how to approach this, this upcoming series. So definitely exciting. You know, it could be worse. It couldn't be much worse, but it could be worse for the Yankees right now. So we'll see where things go moving forward from here, but definitely, a, definitely an important game against the Red Sox. Yeah, I, and I agree with what you said about the Red Sox being really comfortable against the Yankees. I think it was the Sunday – it was whatever game Cole pitched in Fenway where, I mean, they came out and they just crushed him. And David Cohen on the broadcast, I think, mentioned that, like, Boston came out and played. Like, they didn't even respect uh, respect the Yankees. They were – I mean, I think at one point it was 6 nothing, and Boston was still tagging up and stealing bases and stuff. And, I mean – in the box, they were just, like you said, there's no pressure uh, when they've played against the Yankees. So I think tonight, um, if they are able to play, I think the Yankees kind of have to come out with, you know, they definitely have to come out with a bit more of uh, intensity. Hopefully maybe train Ambergy is that spark. Yeah. Uh, he was called up today. I know a lot of people have been calling for him to come up and he's had, he's had a good year down in AAA or I think a good couple years now that um, from what I've heard, I haven't really paid attention or seen a whole lot of him, but um, you know, we'll see. I don't know what the Yankees plan uh, doing with him uh, long-term wise, because we've probably all heard the rumors by now that they've been in talks with the Rangers regarding Joey Gallo. So we'll see if that gets off the ground Um, real quick. What did you, what did you think of the all-star weekend, the home run derby and the all-star game? The home run derby was was solid. I really liked the whole story of Trey Mancini in there. Um, but with uh, Pete Alonso, it's just an animal when it comes to the home run derby. I mean, you want to talk about a really great performance. That was a very solid performance. And then to have uh, Shohei Otani get out in the first round, I think that was really kind of a, a, a bust, to say the least. And <laughs> I do have one hot take about Shohei. Um, he's obviously having a great season. But if you look at some of like the really like big st- like moments where he's kind of been on the big stage, whether it be the the start at Yankee Stadium, um, or the home run derby, or the All Star game, I don't know if you can really say he's really thrived in those situations. Um, and that's kind of something interesting to watch moving forward. Um, you know, 
his, his 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 statistics and what he's doing this year is off is off. You know, I don't know if it really can be compared to anything. You know, people are saying, "Oh, Babe Ruth." I mean, Babe Ruth pitched like a hundred years ago. Okay, like yeah. that's not something to really compare it to. So, with that in mind, I mean, I I hope that people can respect everything that Otani is doing. But a little bit of a hot take there by me, I understand. But definitely an interesting weekend. One thing I will say for sure, and this is I don't even know if this is a hot take. Those all-star uniforms were garbage. So absolute, bad. Absolute so garbage. Bad. I don't even – first of all, let the team, let the players wear their team's uniforms. MLB yeah. doesn't get it. No, and second of all, if you're going to have, like, uniforms like that, the whole reason is to, like, try and get people, like, to buy it so you make revenue off of it. Who's going <laughs> to buy those? Those are terrible. I didn't hear I didn't hear one person say that they liked those, and if they did, they were probably being sarcastic about it. I, it looked like they were made because the All Star game was supposed to be in Atlanta. It didn't even have I. It's supposed to have like a theme of the of the home team stadium that you're playing in. It looked like they took them from like they were supposed to be in Atlanta, and they just used them for for Colorado. There was no like Rocky colors, like the font, like no. It was terrible. Um, that's just I don't know. Baseball just doesn't get it. <laughs> no, it, it's it was very it was very odd. The American League uniform looked like something that the like it, they look they look like they were Team USA. Um, yeah. And then the the National League uniform. I mean, the whole thing with like the little team logo and then like the three letter abbreviation of whatever team it was. It just it looked like you know what it reminded me of some ugly nineteen seventies like baseball uniform that like. <laughs> Nowadays, people will be like, oh, it's nostalgic. Well, guess what? You don't have nostalgia when it's brand new. Um, yeah. Those things stunk. So that was kind of my take on the All-Star break. Um, did you watch any of the celebrity softball game? No, I, uh, I didn't. I watched, a little, I watched a little bit of that. Um, I, I always enjoy watching that. It's kind of funny. Um, CC was in it. I did see that on his, uh, uh, on his my Instagram. My God, by the way, that. like it's crazy like how thin he is. It's unbelievable. It's He's crazy. Chiseled. The yeah. Physical, yeah, the physical transformation that he's had since he had, he stopped pitching was is great, and he did say it too. He said he said once he's done pitching, he's going to like get in shape, and you know, I he has, and it, it is crazy because like at first when I saw it, I was like I was like, oh, who is that? I was like, oh my god, it's Cece. Like, you know, you see like pictures of him here or there, but like when you like, when you're actually like thinking about it and you see it and you're like, wow, look at him. But props to him for like getting absolutely ripped. <laughs> He would have been thrown. He still would have been thrown like upper nineties later in his career if he was like that. Oh I'm yeah, convinced. yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't have any I wouldn't have any doubt. That would be interesting. But so speaking of we we you mentioned it a little bit, but individually, we'll talk about um, what the Yankees need, like who who needs to step up. But why don't we talk about potential trade rumors first and things like that? And obviously, the hottest name it seems like at this point is Joey Gallo. If Joey Gallo were to be acquired by the New York Yankees, how do you think he would fit in? And do you think that's a piece that can improve the team? So, I mean, in the lineup, he's going to fit because he's a lefty, and the Yankees we know outside of Gardner don't have really any left-handed position players. I mean, if you want to throw Ruben Odor in there, you can. If you want to throw Tyler Wade in there, Tyler Wade's not even on the roster anymore. But, I mean, the Yankees need a center fielder, and Joey Gallo, he's a great defender. Um, he is a guy that, again, he's going to rely a lot on hitting home runs and striking out. So, I mean, I guess if you're 
maybe like an older fan and you don't like that type of player, you're not going to be as um, as fond of it. I think he's a player the Yankees could definitely bring in and you could see him make an impact immediately. He gets on base at an extremely high rate. He slugs. Uh, I can just imagine him with, you know, the short porch and right. Um, and again, we need a center fielder and we need, a, you know, a lefty bat. So, I mean, I think fit wise, he fit, he, he, he fits. And that's what, you know, what you want. You want a guy who's going to come in and um, he's going to obviously be good in the clubhouse and then he's going to be able to perform on the field. So, I mean, I think if the price is there and Cashman's willing to pay it, you know, we'll see. The question is, I believe he's a free agent after the season. Does Brian Cashman pay the price that the Rangers are looking for, which I think would be, you know, either Debbie or Clark Schmidt. Um, and maybe Peraza um, or what is it? Lope, the shortstop in the minors. I'm not too sure. One of those two. So yeah. I think you'd be looking something like that. And then I guess you could maybe consider throwing in Andujar or Frazier. Um, that, that's just, you know, a guess for me. But, you know, the one candidate I wanted to really add was Marte uh, Arizona. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. The, the Diamondbacks, who are 40-something days under, are going to hold on to him. Who was who that? The Zoom kind of just uh, broke up a little bit. Who did you say he wanted? I wanted um, Cattell Marte from Arizona. Oh, that would yeah, that would have been a tremendous um, tremendous acquisition. But, yeah, it just that just hasn't worked out. So, as far as what I think about Joey Gallo, my, I'll give you my concerns first. My concerns would be uh, power bat gets into Yankee Stadium – changes his swing a little bit and really starts concentrating on jacking that out of the ballpark. And does that potentially impact the on-base percentage? Does he not get on base as often? Um, in terms of his style of play, we already have a lot of players who are like him um, just from the right-hand side, whether you want to talk about uh, Stanton, Judge, um, and the list goes on and on from there. But at the same time, um, on base percentage, there is a place in baseball for that. Uh, I think, depending on where they put him in the lineup, it could be really beneficial. I would be interested to see if they do get him where he does slot into the lineup. Maybe, maybe a fifth spot, uh, maybe sixth. I actually, honestly, I don't think he goes low. They would probably want to break up the lineup, so maybe, could, they, maybe they actually put him third. I would. I mean, I would like to see him bat behind Glaber just to see if Glaber can see more pitches to hit and maybe get him ah, going. Ah, but yeah. I mean, if Glaber Torres is struggling and he doesn't figure it out, you're not going to put him in the middle of the order and have Gallo bat, you know, further down in the order and take out bats away from him just so Torres can figure it out. Isn't it kind of wild that we're here on July 15th and like at the beginning of the season, we, we had like a plethora of outfielders and now it's, I mean, we have Brett Gardner and Tim LaCastro, and it's just – I still don't really understand the Tim LaCastro trade. Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that's just – I look at him as just a, a, a placeholder. I mean, do you think if the Yankees have success moving forward this year that he has a spot on a playoff roster? I don't I – don't, I mean, other than speed, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't – unless. yeah, I don't see it. Um I guess it would all depend on the situation with Frazier and what um, what he's 
you know, yeah. what his status is like. I mean, it's funny you mentioned the, the outfield depth. I mean, they turned down Bryce Harper or whatever. I mean, one, because they had Stan, but then yeah. it was like, oh, we have enough outfielders. We don't need to acquire another outfielder or whatever. And now it's, you know, we're acquiring Tim shows because we don't have <laughs> enough outfielders. So, yeah, it's – I mean – it's crazy because the Yankees had like they had everything a couple of years ago. They had a great, they had a loaded farm system with, you know, guys like Sheffield and Jorge Mateo and those guys, and yeah, they had a loaded roster. But now it's just all kind of gone and didn't really get a whole lot out of it. No, our next core is Jason Dominguez. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they're really taking their time with him. He played like two, he got his first hit at what at low A, and they're like, oh, time to move him up. Yeah, exactly. By the <laughs> way, congratulations to Clint Frazier. He got engaged today. I saw that on I Twitter, that. so that's kind of yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, as far as other acquisitions that I think the Yankees uh, could potentially make that would be impact. I mean, throw away like take just just for a second, like pretend that you're not giving up pieces and just look at players that could help them i mean you look at somebody like uh and it's hard to do this because the nationals aren't really out of it but for multiple seasons now max scherzer's name comes up but you're gonna have to give up a ton for somebody like that um you look at depending on what's going on in the bullpen maybe need some bullpen help um and there's always bullpen arms out there there's always a bad team that does have a good good bullpen too um yeah exactly so i I actually don't know if i'd want anyone from their bullpen because there's not a lead that they don't blow (laughs) it seems like it seems like a train wreck um but you know different things like that could be potentially it but honestly the main things that the yankees need they need a left-handed outfielder um left-handed bat who plays in the outfield i should say and um they need. They just need somebody who is going to. I think. I think it. It. It, it might be undersold how important it is to whoever they. Whoever they get, um, if they get anybody, it needs to provide a spark to the team. Um, that can't go understated. And you know, Rugio Dor is a spark, but I don't think he's a difference maker. No. And. That's the key. That's that's the blessing of a player who can be a spark and a difference maker. Seems like the Yankees have like these guys who are one of the two things, but they don't have the players who are both of those things. Now, as far as like some of the star players, you know, Sanchez, Stanton, Judge, LeMahieu, those four guys right there that I just named are the guys who are going to either lead the Yankees to something good or not. And because I don't, <clears throat> I still don't think you can trust Glaber at this point in time. And maybe you can throw Gio in there. Gio's always going to be pretty consistent. But after that, it kind of drops off. And I, I haven't even mentioned Luke Voigt. I haven't because he just, it, I, I can't blame him because. I traded him last year in all honesty. When his value was there, yeah. Um, and that's just I, how base. That's how baseball is. I mean, his value is never going to be higher. Yeah. Oh, yes. You're 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 completely correct. And it's hard to mention him. I I can't I can't blame Luke for anything though. Like because and I'll say this: that guy is Luke is a spark. He's a yeah. spark, and he can be a good player. 
I just don't think he's had consistent enough at bats, and I think he's maybe pressing a little bit to try and do no, a little I, bit too much. He definitely but he is. did have he did have those couple great games in Seattle. Granted, maybe not against the best yeah. pitching, but you know I'll be interested to see how he does in the second half. Um, you know, in the past, Voight and Stanton have actually both had a lot of success against the Red Sox. So I'll be interested to see if that will continue. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens moving forward. We gotta get Chapman back on track if they if they do consider him part of the team moving forward. Um, gotta get Britain going, keep him healthy. That is a very if you have Britain, then the whole closer situation becomes a lot less complicated if Chapman still can't get his stuff together. Um, that that's a really important thing to to kind of make note of, and I think that. If you had Zach Britton for that game in Houston, you, you win the game. Yeah, you win the game. A, a, a healthy Zach Britton. Or Loisaga. I mean, yeah, or Loisaga. Yeah, exactly. Just shows his what his value has been to the to the team this year. Yeah, no no question about I, it. But that's that's kind of, I think that's the main takeaways that you have to have for the Yankees right now. I mean, another guy that I would look at is also from Texas is Kyle Gibson. He was an All Star this year I, for them. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about because I feel like when he was on the Twins, the Yankees always beat him up. Beat him up, yeah. Uh, so he's, I, I, from that perspective, I don't really like look at him as this that great of a pitcher. But you know, maybe that's just because he was playing against the Yankees when the Yankees were 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 a were a mashing team. <laughs> yeah, he's he's six and one. He's got a two point two nine ERA, so he's had a good year. I mean, for what is I mean, really um, a bad team. I don't know like what his contract is like or how it fits with the Yankees. If they're going to try to stay under that 210 or if they're going to go over it. Um, I think if you get Gallo, I think that fits in to the staying under. Um, but along with that, with, you know, with Chapman and Britain and just the whole, um, the luxury tax, I would honest, I would look to deal both of those guys. I think it's crazy to have $30 million tied up to two relievers. I think a team like San Diego would be interested in one, if not, I mean, probably not both of them, but I think San Diego would definitely be interested in one of them and you could get back, um, you know, either some MLB ready guys who can help you, if not this year, then maybe next year, or you can see um, what kind of prospects you can get back. I, I think this is Chapman's last year of his contract. And yes, I don't foresee the Yankees uh, going into that into the pool again, just with his velocity really starting to come down a little bit. Um, that, and I don't really know what his relationship is like with Aaron Boone after the the whole situation with Kansas City, where it's, he probably yeah. would have murdered him with his with his bare hands. It is interesting, and a little bit of breaking news: tonight's game against the Red Sox has been postponed. Um, wow. due to COVID-19 protocols so or issues, I, they, they say. Um, that's from a bunch of different people. I'm looking at my Twitter, Brandon Cuddy, Lindsey Adler, um, Ken Rosenthal. And, oh, yeah, wow, look at that. Well, I'm not going to read that on there, but Matt just showed me a tweet with some very vicious language from uh, from somebody. So, uh, yeah, there. this is, I mean – what a mess! What Typical. A mess. What a way to start the second what half. What a great, what a great podcast for us, though. Like we we're, can't lose. We're giving live updates, like as as we go here. So I mean, 
I think everything we said still has all the validity, but little let, let, let's take one little moment here before we wrap up to say this. So if people think COVID-19 isn't still an issue and we're done with all of that, well, look at this. And, and the Yankees hit the, they hit that vaccination point early in the year and they yeah. were still having issues with their coaches. Yep. Um, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables like we've seen even when when they're va- even when people are vaccinated you can still have COVID issues, um, but it is important like just in just in terms of uh, just in terms of where things are at right now, you know, really look at if you if you haven't gotten vaccinated really consider maybe getting vaccinated. I mean I, I'm not going to sit on a pedestal here and say go get vaccinated, but you know both Matt and myself are and you know. It was like maybe a day when we got when we got the shot that after that like we didn't feel great, but then we were fine after that. So I mean, if you're concerned about that, um, that's one thing. There's some political things that got intertwined with vaccines too. I mean, COVID got politicized real quick during the election year last year, so there's always that as well. But getting back to the Yanks specifically, um, this is really a great example of how chaotic the Yankee season is. I mean, it's kind of a train wreck. So. We'll see what happens moving forward. I mean, hopefully they're able to play tomorrow, but definitely doesn't seem like uh, too great of a situation going on right now. Because from what I'm reading on Twitter, it was so bad that they, they were, you know, players were taken off the field and media was asked to go off the field. I mean, that, that sounds terrible. Yeah, and i reading now from John Heyman. He said that it's it's a major issue so if tonight's game's canceled i mean what's tomorrow gonna be like yeah i doubt what's I, the rest what's the outlook unless you know a couple like we're talking maybe like a couple coaches or maybe one or two players tested positive and all these guys are in uh if they're still doing the contact tracing then maybe that's part of it and they're waiting for the tests to roll around but i don't know how the out what the outlook for obviously tonight's game being canceled but even tomorrow's game i don't know where that's gonna yeah i it it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens and i mean it's 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 too it's unfortunate in the sense that like i was i was looking forward to watching the game tonight i I really wanted to see what was going on so i mean hey ultimately we'll see what happens but definitely not the news that you want to see for the yanks right now but either way whenever whenever they can get back on the field whenever the second half of the season can start i mean (laughs) This will be, you know, this will be the make or break time for the Yanks, and we'll we'll see where things go from there. But you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, and where's the other? Hold up, I got them. Oh, you got it. Oh, an Apple Podcast. Yeah, and and oh, Matt's got all the other places. So listen up to this. <laughs> so there's Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor. Uh, Breaker, whatever that is, uh, Google Podcasts, <laughs> Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Copy RSS. If those are not podcasts or streaming services, <laughs> I'm going to look like an idiot, but that's what I don't know told if, me. I don't know if Copy RSS is a podcast host and say, I think that might just tell you that it wants to copy the RSS feed. All right. Well, I sound <laughs> like an idiot, so. <laughs> Other than that, though, no, it's all good. You can find us on a lot of different places, but at some point, Hopefully, the Yankees will play baseball again. At this point, we don't know when, but we do know that this podcast has come to a close. And, Matt, you need to sign us off. Cancel the season. (laughs) Hashtag cancel the season. Sign us off. (laughs)
sign us thanks for, thanks for uh talking with us uh geez i, I just butchered that uh <laughs> it's, it's been fun talking we're, we're, with you hold guys on, hold on Matt. hold on we were so thrown off like we were like okay we'll get this out before the red sox series starts we're like like okay we got to do it today and now here we are so it is, yeah. what it is. we're rattled it's okay <laughs> thanks for talking with us guys but for now we're exiting the Yankee chambers <laughs>